Hello, and welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. Together, we bring you ideas that grow happier, healthier, stronger families that are both inside and outside the box. If you like the show, be sure to follow Christina on Facebook. And please leave us a like, review, or comment on your favorite podcast platform. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Ilana Lopari. Ilana is the visionary CEO of The Life School. She's a speaker, best-selling author to numerous books, show and speaking event organizer to an audience of over 30,000 heart-driven, service-based entrepreneurs and corporations. She is both a servant community builder and a people connector. She is a prior, prior Fortune 500 CEO featured in Disrupt, New York Weekly, Business Insider, CEO Weekly, The Business News, and Famous Times. She is the CEO of The Life School, where they help visionary leaders, CEOs, grow legacy purpose-driven businesses through inner alignment, branding, marketing, sales, and team so that they can maximize their impact and income and do more good in the world. It is a pleasure to have you here, Il Ilana. Thank you very much for joining us and welcome to our show. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much for creating this beautiful community and space through your show. And yeah, looking forward to having a great chat that hopefully will add tons of value to your audience today. That is excellent. So you are CEO of The Life School. And as part of Vibrant Family Education, we want to help our families live a full and successful life as a family unit. So this was a great opportunity for us to share a little bit from the business side, a business person who is growing a family and a business. And let's you know, think about how we can maybe help some other people, other families, avoid some of those pitfalls that make our life not so much fun. And so Absolutely. as we get started, actually, how about you give us a little of a personal background? How did you get started? How did you become the CEO of the Life School? What was the impetus for getting all of that started? Yeah, absolutely. I am going to start with the uh, the common value that we both share, which is family. And it was actually instilled in me by my um, origin uh, culture. I'm natively Albanian. I moved to the U.S. when I was only 15. So that was my, I guess, beginning early stages of the story as far as going from teenager to kind of growing myself personally and professionally, so to speak. So uh, uh, I did just that. I got my bachelor's. My parents very early on, you know, instilled in me the, you know, the American dream. We come to a, a country for better opportunities, <clears throat> you know, so kind of set that uh, pace for me to kind of go through that route so that I can be successful and grab all the opportunities that obviously New York had to offer to me. So that's kind of what I did. I got my bachelor's, I followed that blueprint, I climbed the corporate ladder very successfully while also raising a small, uh, my small family, so to speak. I got to know my husband and then we had kids, I have two. As my kids were younger, I was always balancing, obviously, my priorities, you know, and parenting duties, my self-care and all of that, but also my very uh, demanding corporate career because every two years the company was in growth mode and I was getting promoted to different positions. And as much as I actually did enjoy the growth in my career, of course, there was a lot of things that uh, mom guilt on the way, you know, a lot of different inner conflicts that arose within me uh, that um, kind of made me feel pulled between my career and my family at many times where I felt that if I put too much focus on that, then I was going to struggle or kind of leave a lot of the stuff behind in the home uh, home aspect. So, uh, but I was able to balance it, I guess, you know, through overcoming some of those uh, stories that I was telling myself uh, along the journey, 
but the, I guess the pivotal point came when the company was bought by another company and it was it turned into a very profit-driven culture. And my kids were older at that time, preteen phase. Um, so I kind of just, you know, that was one of the reasons why I pivoted into entrepreneurship because I, I felt that I wanted to redo a lot of the things that I had been missing where I was physically not so present during those early years as I climbed the corporate ladder where now as an entrepreneur, I could take control of my time and also my location freedom. I could work from home. So that's kind of where entrepreneurship showed up for me as I no longer fell aligned with the work I was doing there and started baby stepping into this journey as an entrepreneur and growing my own business uh, slowly but surely. So that's kind of how I got here in a nutshell. That is, yes, the story that we hear a lot and a lot of people have. And that is amazing that you were able to pick those times and places where it was time to pivot and change or pick those times and places where you turned your focus a little bit different so that it became a better situation for you and your family. So thinking about one of those times when you were in the corporate world before you transitioned over to the entrepreneurship, talk about one of the things that was really like a challenge with your family and the business because we have a lot of you know audience who are small business owners or entrepreneurs and trying to balance all of that so talk about that a little bit yeah i think um it was always feeling like i had to juggle so many things in the air feeling busy feeling purposeless at many, many times i uh, started even experiencing anxiety at one point because of the burnout that i was feeling um, so a lot of, I, I just find that that was a very, um, that period of time or my life was very um, confusing, so to speak, because um, things were moving very fast, time, time was going by um, slowly, and I always felt like I had this feeling that um, every time I focused again on one thing, there was other things that I was kind of leaving behind, and even my marriage at that time, you know, needed some attention, and I wasn't so focused on some of the relationships at home meaning you know the kids and and the husband and all of that and even time for myself to figure out what I needed to do so um what happened is that as I started to slow down and take some of my time back and kind of started to get exposed to some of the personal development uh I guess principles of you know spending time with yourself meditating I started to, you know it's still some new habits in my day journaling you know physical exercise these I feel like really helped me kind of start now to take priority of what I wanted to do and kind of co-create or really redesign the life, my life, according to my own blueprint and not based on the blueprint that was handed over to me by my family, culture, parents, you know, all the things that we see and hear around us. Yeah. So that, that time in space just gave me a lot of clarity around, okay, what did, where did I see myself in two, three, four years? What were some of the family goals that we both have for me and my husband? You know, where what is that vision for our family? What is the purpose for our family? What is the purpose for our careers? What is our purpose for our health? So we just started having those higher level conversations that we needed to have, which beforehand, without this awareness and experience, I wouldn't even know where to even begin to start having those. I would have just probably just continue to go through the hamster wheel of the day-to-day, -day, Monday through Friday, the anxiety of the Monday, and then the like TGIF feeling Friday. on Friday, the weekend was here, and then the week was just another 
two days of just running errands and doing a million more mm -hmm. things because I was driving my kids everywhere and all of that good stuff. So, um, yeah, that, that's how I would uh, describe or articulate, I guess, my experience during that that confusing time but yeah, also so, a great time because it helped me clarify a lot of things yeah a couple of things that i heard there um one it, it's it's almost like a meme right now but like the whole when you're on an airplane if the oxygen mask comes down you put yours on before you start helping somebody else so what i heard is one of the big things that helped turn it around for you is you did start finding your time for you 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 did your meditations you started doing the work on yourself and as you started doing that for yourself then it grew to help your family and and another thing that i heard is is that you were so busy that a lot of that stuff was kind of falling down. And then as you took care of yourself, then it merged into more of the taking care of the family and not only setting goals for yourself, but then for your family as well. So that is, that is such an important thing. And congratulations for, for coming into that in your own path without necessarily having to be told that that's absolutely amazing. So congratulations there. Um, Thank and that you. is something that that we struggled with as well, because mm -hmm. we were both I, I was in corporate. She was a teacher. We started entrepreneurship and we didn't necessarily have clear goals. We had like business goals, but we didn't have the family goals or the interpersonal goals. And so our family kind of suffered because it's like, oh, we'll we'll get there and then we'll figure it out. But then when we didn't get there and we didn't figure it out then stuff kind of fell apart. So. So how you started taking care of yourself, is that really the where it started changing for you? Yeah, I would mention that much like you, I was actually exposed to um, a lot of this awareness and information. I had my first mentor there. So I don't want to give that message that I did this all by myself or alone because I, I really feel like it's really important to surround yourself with the right information, but also surround yourself with the right people that you can that can give you plant some new seeds i guess so to speak or teach you how to gain a lot of your inner clarity uh which i didn't have at that time as really great tools that i could i now use in my business as far as intuition and all of that um which has, has really helped me along the way but uh ask me that question again what was your question um it had to do about learning how to take care of yourself and getting yourself right. Okay. And then once you got yourself right, then that, or even just starting that process, then that helped to guide your family in that same direction. And, and it starts bringing people together. Absolutely. That's actually the turning point. And it was so conflicting to what I taught, what I learned or what I see my mom do also, because it was all about self-sacrifice, sacrifice yourself for the family, all of that. So you know, the fact that I started doing that, of course, at the beginning, uh, when I first started it, set some boundaries. I think that's another really great thing or something else that really um, helped me is start, start to set some boundaries for myself and, and hold my own time as very high priority for me. And that's where everything started to shift, because obviously, the more I was able to fulfill myself and to charge my batteries and get the time that I needed, the more now I can go back, you know, and be able to show up as that person uh, that was um, recharged, fully rested, and there for the, my kids presently. Because I think another challenge for parents is, again, especially whether you're working or you're an entrepreneur, is that you can be physically present, but not so much mentally present. And that's the other, that's the piece that uh, the kids, they, they pick that up. 
they they don't feel seen and heard and we could do a lot of other damage in other ways in the relationship that we have with them um so all of those things that i implemented slowly helped me just to be more mindful and more present physically emotionally mentally for the family as well yeah, and I really liked what you said that you didn't do it on your own. You got coaches to help. You got mentors. You got people that could help you come up with with new thoughts and ideas and, and how important that was for you. And it's amazing because you know, even if you can't have a coach, just reading a book on these topics or listening to an audio book as you're driving back and forth on these topics just so like you said the seeds are planted so then they start growing and maturing and turning into habits and goals and things that you want yeah i've had quite a few mentors that i've yeah. never met just read their books watch their videos just absorb their information and so some of some of my favorite mentors i've never met in my life and some of them aren't even necessarily here anymore so it doesn't have to be live coaching but again it does help if you get to interact with that there as well because then they can get real personal with you so one of the things that you just said was that um you know you were able to be more mentally present for your children and for the family and things like that can you describe a little bit how that looked like how did that kind of change because you know we're yeah we're physically there we're standing in front of our children or our spouse or whatever but then how do we bring that mental into it as well or how did you do it yeah, uh, it, it was a process for sure. Yeah. It didn't happen overnight. Uh, but it's really me, you know, as as you're talking to your family or your mind is kind of just thinking or planning your, you know, work day for the next day or you're planning the other things that you got going on. So that's where I caught myself to kind of bring myself back in the present moment. Uh, and then the other piece is around distraction. Right. So to start implement some boundaries around, you know, family times, times that I was going to have with my kids one to one, uh, which is something that I've learned very early on is really important for them to get that uh, individual attention and and, you know, um, I guess, receive love in their five love languages as I, I you know, I, I know about the five love languages and the way that we all perceive and receive love in different ways. Uh, but that's those are the two main things that. You know, it took practice to kind of just uh, ground myself and stay mindful around all those other things of the distraction and kind of planning ahead and just flying, you know, with my mind into something else or another topic, especially, I don't know if I perceive that a conversation is not interesting or engaging enough, right? Because, you know, yeah. let's face it, when the kids are younger, uh, they have a lot of different questions and they have different priorities. So, you know, you won't have to find ways to engage yourself as a, uh, as a parent uh, with topics and conversations that relate to them. And sometimes, you know, I would find uh, myself more out of that and into the future and bringing myself back through that. But I think the biggest help with all of this has been meditation because the more I could bring back the focus to my breath and to the person in front of me, the more it just became, it became more of a natural process along the way. But um it was definitely a process of, of transformation. It was not something that happened overnight. Uh, but, you know, the more you do it, the more you kind of know how to ground yourself if you need to. And it's a powerful tool. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just, yeah, you know, like you were saying, you bring it back to your breath. And I actually, we just came off of a 
a healing retreat, a, a refocusing, centering time the last couple of weeks. And one of those things I brought back with me was my breath, right? Whenever I'm doing something and my mind starts wandering, like you said, bring it back to the breath. And like, okay, I'm breathing in, breathing out. I'm listening and focusing on this person right here in front of me. Yeah, it's right there. And we, we take it yeah. for granted, even in the morning, you know, it's like, I'm grateful for breathing, right? Because that's just the one thing that we just think that it's going to always be there. And that's, it's also another great thing that we have under, uh, right within our control to be able to focus on that could calm our nervous system, you know, even as you come through a, a challenge in, in my business or any other thing that might happen, uh, just you know, focusing on that and understanding, learning how to calm down first before you make a decision. Yes. Uh, it's a really important uh, thing. Or even with that, you know, I, I used to overreact over everything also in the family. Like right. kids would bring something or they would do something. And I would just be like, you know, trying to, to blame or to kind of stop the situation. And a lot of meditation teaches you how to take it back mellow out and then you know learn how to stay calm with this in the situation so that uh, they also get that healthier role modeling which was one of the pain points in my culture I didn't learn how to do that for my family because a lot of over overreaction over even small situations which could be so much better managed if you just stay calm and you try to you know you try to understand both sides and communicate better and empathy and all of these other things that are so important in any relationship, not only parenting. It's amazing that something that humans do from the moment they're born till the moment they die is so taken for granted and people are really bad at breathing. There's, there's, <laughs> there's so much that you can notice and change about your breath and control a lot of the emotions and, and things that are happening inside of your body with that, that to me, it's always been just amazing that that breathing isn't taught in school. It's like, oh, well, no, I know how to breathe. It's like, really, you don't. Mm -hmm. There there are, again, so many things to notice, so many ways to breathe, so many techniques that can, that can bring you back into the present moment. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you get angry, just realize that you don't understand where your breath is at the moment. And just, just noticing your breath when you're angry can actually start changing everything about that situation. So yeah, that that's, that's one of my favorite tools. Yeah. So, I love it. Yeah. So when you started making some of these changes, was your family like kind of like pushing back, like, Whoa, wait a minute, mom's changing. We don't know what's going on. What was that process kind of like, were they like, Whoa, what happened? <laughs> I love this question because my daughter still tells me, I want you in the older version of yourself. Many of, you know, of the, I guess the uh, the things that um, I, I guess I was healing from, let's just call it that. Yeah. Um, but of course, uh, any change is not encountered with, you know, positive at the beginning, uh, positive changes. But um, over time, you know, it's just who you are, right? And the more you understand why you're doing it and you start implementing these things and they become part of your transformation and you can sustain them, then it's just really who you are. You don't really, you can't even tell the difference anymore. Uh, but uh, she's a teenager and uh, she'll sometimes, you know, uh, challenge me with <laughs> things that she wants to get her way around. And she'll say like, you know, go back to that older version where, you know, you were doing this and that. But at the end of the day, I think it's, um, 
everyone benefits because uh, you see everything mirrored back and portrayed back, right? Because you are calm, now you give them permission to also address you in a calm yeah. way and to open up that healthy communication. If you're listening, it's not things we say, it's things we show, right? If you want them to listen to you, then obviously I want to be able to portray that role modeling for her. But sometimes if, unless you have made these things part of your life and day-to-day, -day, you know, behaviors of the way you act, um, then it's hard to kind of just, it's, it's, you just hear people kind of just, I, I would find myself in the early days of be like, well, why can't you just listen to me when I didn't even know how to actually show her by role modeling on how to do that. So I think it's back to role modeling for parenting. I think it's just that that's the leadership of every parent. It's, you know, kids learn always so much more from what they see than what we tell them. When I look back in my life, I also have learned so much from my family and the set of values that I inherited from them and the behaviors and all of that. And even the lessons, the things I don't want to, you know, I don't want to repeat that I want to stop from what I actually saw rather than what they told me. So yeah. I think kids are very, very smart and they're always picking up, you know, the behavior piece um, very, very strongly. And when there's conflict between both, then obviously they're not going to resonate. You can't influence them in a positive way. I guess that's the right thing. I heard something real funny in there was your daughter was like, how come you don't listen to me? And now it's stop listening to me so I can get <laughs> away again. So um, that is that is such a beautiful, a beautiful way to actually look at it, because when, once you do start listening and you do start hearing what they say, it does change how you parent. It does change your focus and it 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 actually helps them. So it's like, oh, I can't get away with stuff. Now I have to actually do the work <laughs> myself. I have to figure these things out myself as well. So is your daughter getting better at listening? Is she actually picking these up as well? You know, teenage girls, I have four sisters. Uh, teenage girls are experience. a little bit of experience there and in, in how, how they are. Um, so how is it with her, with, with the listening? Does, does it help? She, she tests. I like that you pick that up. She she will still do her testing, but I think because I am so strong and clear on my, you know, my values, I guess, of who I am now, it's so much harder for her to influence me in, in, a, in a negative way, I guess, based on the things that she's trying to get away with. Because obviously my biggest, um, I, I find that my biggest purpose as a parent is to really make them independent and give them those healthy role models or role modeling behavior that um, they can benefit from when they get older, I guess, just based on life experience and what I've learned. But uh, yeah, I mean, they will try. But at the end of the day, it's not about her liking me. It's about me being her parent and having that longer range vision for their future as well, because I have two. So I try to hold strong to that bigger thing rather than get influenced by those day-to-day -day gobbles that she'll throw my way to kind of, you know, uh, do what she does at this stage. We all have been there. I, I've, I've probably done the same thing, right? Uh, but um, just also having empathy. I think the more uh, we have empathy for our kids, the more they can just relax and feel safe. And a lot of the behavior that I would encounter many years ago, um, has kind of just 
absorbed away because at the end of the day we all just want to feel heard and seen right and especially yeah. from the people we love which is the two most influential people in our lives is always our parents yeah. so just knowing what I know now I I've uh, <laughs> I hold strong in in the ground of uh just being who I am at the end of the day and not letting you know other influences influence me in a negative way so that I'm not doing her a service in a way or another because I think that's the most important piece yeah I love that yeah and speaking of that role modeling and that you know way of living that you want to show your children and things like that through your business the life school I know you work with leaders and things like that and we were talking wanting to talk a little bit about you know, how can you be a good leader in business and your family and things? And what does that role modeling really give to our children as they're looking into their future? Yeah, I I love it because to me, there's so much correlation between um, growing, you know, um, parenting and family and also business, right? Because at the end of the day, uh, your business also just like, a uh, newborn right it's a newborn and then it becomes one year old and then two three four and at every phase and stage of nurture and growth that the business grows through you know you have different priorities to focus on in the business and especially when you get to build a bigger culture or i guess you know culture that you have just more people aligned around you which means your teams your clients your communities and the things that you build eventually in the business as far as relationships and you build that trust if that culture mirrors a lot of the values that are in, a, in are seen in healthy families, meaning you know open and honest communication, you know trust, um, supportive environment, everyone is uh, you know honored for their unique gifts. Uh, everybody wants to contribute towards a, a common goal, right? So a lot of those different those values that I've seen in healthy families are also what makes great cultures eventually. And the leaders that are the best leaders are the ones that are able to articulate and live by those values, yeah. but also are the ones that lead by example, just like a parent, right? So uh, it's great to be able to articulate it with your words, but it's best and more powerful to showcase it with your example, with the way you live your life, with you know uh, your leadership in that aspect. So. That's kind of how I see both. And then at the end of the day, uh, the entity of business, so to speak, is to run in a harmonious way, just like family, where everyone is empowered, everyone is contributing, and everyone is independent eventually, right? So everybody can, you know, work under those roles, you create the systems, the people around you, and everything runs smooth, so that you can continue to grow your impact and influence over time. And you're always evaluating those different uh, aspects of the business so that it's self-led, it's independent, and then you know, it's it's an entity that that can be legacy um, as a passing of legacy, a big asset that really operates on its own eventually that can create impact, but also profit. Yeah. So when we got started, the whole family little aspect of it wasn't wasn't looked at as much. You know, guys were supposed to provide, go out of the house, do all of that stuff. So when when I got into entrepreneurship. There was a lot of personal development. There was a lot of business development. And again, like like we thought, it's like, oh, when we get there, then we'll go back and try and fix the family. And that 
that actually ended up kind of making everything worse in the long run because, you know, one of my sons doesn't talk to me anymore because of, of a breakdown in communication. And so that's one of the things that we're trying to bring awareness to and to help other people through is the family is just actually probably more important than the personal and business development. Well, maybe not necessarily the personal development because you have to fix yourself first, but the family, but so many people are doing this for their family and then losing their family on the way. So you are teaching how to do this with the family at the same time. So part of the life school is about keeping the family in the loop while you're building your business. Yeah, I take a very holistic approach. That's why I, I work with people on the life alignment. We would cast the vision for the company. We always are considering personal priorities and relationships. But I always see it like that. I see it like a circle, right? When you are doing your personal development, that's you. And it always starts with us. And then you trickle that down into the next pe the, the people that are closest to you. And usually it's the people you live with, which is your chosen family or, you know, your friends or however you have set up your life. I don't think, I think family, you know, it's a concept that's bigger than just maybe traditionally what we've known as, as family. But let's just say that it's the people that are closest to you, that you, you know, like, know, and trust. And that's usually the next, you know, uh, the next the loop in the circle. And then eventually it's your friends, your family, your uh, your other circle of people around you, uh, around you, or maybe your extended family. Mm -hmm. And I find that, if you are conscious about what we're doing or we, when we are conscious about what we're doing, we want to have those healthy relationships and boundaries with these circles. So then we have the energy, the fulfillment, the healing we need and all of that to be able to now continue to expand that circle and create a bigger impact with people we don't even know yet. So I don't think it should come from the outside in. I think it comes from, you know, you going going from the inside out. So it's just like this approach, even with success, because that's actually something I experienced that on the outside, I looked very successful, but on the inside, I was miserable because there's a lot of inner conflicts that I had to overcome, a lot of healing. I look at business and, and kind of bringing family alongside with you in the same way, because if you're going to help the world, Let's start, I mean, Mother Teresa, she's from my my culture, right? And she, the, she has the saying that if you want to change the world, go home and, and feed your family or be, you know, be good to your family. I think it always starts with that, wherever you are, because it, it, it shows a lot. There's a lot of, uh, it really showcases your human values. Business cannot be run under just business values. Okay. It has to start with human values. That's why I talk a lot about purposeful entrepreneurship, starting with yourself first, because if you have those values, then you're going to operate under those same values for your company, your P, the, the relationships around you, whether those relationships are business oriented or whether they're personal life oriented. And I believe that all the other areas are important, our health, our mental health, our physical health, our relationships, building our wealth, all these other areas that are important to us. It's not just, I haven't seen, I mean, obviously we have a lot of role models, a lot of people that are maybe successful in one area, but miserable in the others. Yes. And when you talk to them, when they're on their deathbed, what is it they say? The regrets are always the relationships usually in the yes. quality time that they lacked. And a lot of that personal stuff does show up in your business. 
So I think it is definitely related. Absolutely. And so one of the things that you also kind of talked about a little bit was that you were in the corporate world and then you switched over to entrepreneurship and how that change sometimes is a little bit tricky for the family. We've talked a lot about, you know, the communication and things like that. But can you talk about maybe one of the challenges or one of the biggest pain points of that transition? So our other families who are maybe ready to start into that transition, how can we help those families maybe get past one of those pain points? Yeah, when I made, well, when I started to explore uh, another, you know, another thing that I wanted to do, and I started to work more on, on some of my value alignment, um, I actually found my family pretty supportive besides my parents, which were, you know, raised under that old model of like, okay, you have a secure job, you have a good salary. Why are you going to leave safety behind for right. this entrepreneurship thing, online thing, you know, they didn't understand. Um, but my husband's very supportive because also was an, an entrepreneur for many years before me in the construction industry. So he was actually very supportive. And he said, listen, you have a lot of experience. What do you have to lose? Just try it out. And there's always another position for you if you ever want to uh, go in and put your skills into play. He he saw my experience. He saw my gifts, I guess, in me and just kind of held that space when I didn't see it for myself awesome. as I was trying to piece a lot of different things around, uh, you know, to, to be able to do it. But I think there's a lot of, um, you know, vulnerability. There's a lot of safety concerns. Like I was very scared to take on a new, you know, new endeavor, fear of failure, imposter syndrome, all these things that show up with anything new, you know, not knowing what the future is going to hold and not, not having the how. You know, for someone that is always looking for that security, is always like, how am I going to do it? I had no idea. Um, so just letting go of a lot of that and slowly in transitioning, I was actually still working as I was building the business. And then when I felt, I guess I did it a safe way. Some people don't have the choice like that. You just, you pull, your rug is pulled under you and you're just like, figure it out. And I'm like, you got to do it. Uh, but in my case, that wasn't the case. I, I consciously made the decision as I started to explore this journey a little bit further. And then I felt like when time was, you know, I need to make a decision over time where I want to focus my energy. And I saw a lot of the, uh, it, it felt aligned with what I wanted to do. And I saw a lot of potential for the future as well, based on what I was looking for. Then I just made the leap and, and went full time into the business. Awesome. So how did your your girls handle that transition whenever they were noticing, oh, you're spending more time at home or you're doing more business stuff at home instead of how, how is that kind of transition with the kids? Yeah, they were a little bit older. I have a, a girl and a boy. So I have a couple, I would say okay. they, they were a little bit older. So um, because they were used to seeing me really outside of the home most of the years, I feel like that still gave them the, you know, the the perspective of what it would be for someone to work outside the home. And then now I was inside the home. I mean, they appreciated that I was there, you know, for a lot of the physical stuff, even though I, I will have to say the beginning of the business, I put in a lot of energy. So maybe physically I was here, but yes. mentally again. <laughs> that's the other thing because when you're an entrepreneur you're like on your head and you're thinking mm -hmm. of things even when you're just spending time with family uh which again is another challenge that you know you have to find your happy um balance or or uh, use those tools that i spoke about uh in a different way 
at the beginning of our conversation, but I think they, you know, eventually appreciated. They liked that I was here all the time and I had to put some boundaries for sure. Cause now, because they thought I was always here, you know, it's like, Oh, can I do, can you do that? Or can you do this? I was like, okay. be somewhere. So I had to learn to put boundaries for them, but also for myself, mm -hmm. uh, because the other challenge for entrepreneurs, especially when you love what you do, or, or you're at the beginning of anything new, it's going to take a lot of time because you don't have experience yet. And when you lack experience, you got to you compensate that with time. Yeah, um, yeah. As, as I learned and grew along the journey, you know, I became wiser and more intentional with I knew where to put my focus and where to not put so much energy and all of that stuff that happens. Uh, and then it, it got a little bit easier. But the beginning, yeah, I think it was a lot of... Um, you know, focusing in the business and physically being here, but not so much mentally. Yeah. And one of the things I would say about that is as people are, you know, exploring these ideas and maybe change, making that changeover is to really make sure that communication is really open and let the kids know. Cause like you said, you know, they start thinking of things or they start, you know, putting their own ideas in there. If you're not explaining to them what's happening and why it's happening and things like that. So really make sure that the monthly meetings, the weekly meetings, let's look at our schedule. I need this much time. We need this much time back and forth. Those communication lines, super important. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I see family like business. Everything is that. It's communication. It's consistency of um, setting some systems in place. Who's going to do what? And always reevaluating the contribution part so that everybody is independent, but also contributing. I, th I think that's important as well because uh, it's always that harmony. You can't just do because we live in a little small community, right? Yeah. So we also have to learn how to respect each other's boundaries and be able to still contribute towards the home uh, while still being independent. Everybody has their space to, you know, to, to focus on the things that are important to them at whatever phase and stage. But that comes with experience for sure. And a lot of awareness. <laughs> right. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to do this and then everything is just going to work. Uh, free flowing but the structure is so much is so so important to actually build that framework to build the times to build the the different parts of it and make that like very firm that this is when we're going to do that because if you have a structure then the children can really fit inside of that really well and know when to grow out of it when they can hang off of it to the outside and, and keep going whereas if they don't have that structure they might get up there and fall and the family falls and so what you're talking about is creating a structure within the family where everybody can grow and move together. Um, and one of the things is, is you do have to be patient with that. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to set this up and then everything is going to be great. It's, it's I'm going to set this up and then I'm going to, it's going to crack and then I'm going to set it up and it's going to crack. And you need to have that patience to know that what you're doing is, is actually beneficial and moving forward. So it's not like you just set it up and go, how, how long really did it take you to actually settle some of these things out? Cause it's not like a month. It's not like two months. What, what's a realistic like growth yeah. scenario for that? It's a process of continuous improvement, just like business. It's never perfect. You know, you implement things, things change, you know, we get new 
uh, I guess, priorities, new fires, you know, new things that come up. Life is unpredictable, right? As much as I think, you know, being intentional and creating structures is important, you also have to allow space for the other pieces of the evolution of, of the family, so to speak, because we all growing. We all are, you know, evolving as humans every day. Um, so I think allowing space for that is really important as well. And just looking at everything from the continuous improvement sort of thing, how can we improve it next time, you know, and, and looking at a problem that happened and kind of problem solving it for next time and then managing and learning from each experience. I think that's all we could do as humans. But, you know, having a, a vision or clarity around what is it that we're trying to accomplish as a team, as a, in, in the family, I think it, it's important. But that's not the only thing that's going to ensure that that actually stays intact, because life is not like that. Life is ups and downs. There's a lot of ebbs and flows to the process and the journey. And that's actually what, what when I now look back, some of the biggest challenges in my family have brought my family so much closer together. So it's actually nurtured a lot of our relationships. So, you know, it's they're all there for for reasons. So I look at everything. Everything that happens to us is always there uh, for an actual reason. And I see so much dynamic between our family culture and maybe my own family and generations and genetics and a lot of other components. But you know, just staying open in the process and uh, working on tiny habits. I've learned baby steps, baby steps. I'm a big baby stepper. Just baby steps because it's not so important about creating a big transformation that we can't keep tomorrow is about how do we slowly implement things that it's easier for everyone and then we can actually upkeep this this will become like the new norm in the family as long as it's benefiting all the parties and it's connected to that bigger purpose of the family as well just like i would completely you know um shift all the words for business it's all the same thing um but yeah i, I say that continuous improvements and ensuring that we're supporting one another and we're allowing space for the emotional piece and a lot of the different pieces as we transition into anything new transition is hard but transitions are, are what really take us to the next level and help us grow as individuals otherwise we'll just all be staying in the comfort zone doing same old things that are really creating results that are not you know that we're not happy with so just slowly, you know, turning the wheel as a parent in the other direction if you need to, but don't do it right away because you might, you know, get everybody dizzy or whatever. Just right. slowly do it. I would say the same in business. If you need to shift your brand, your marketing, whatever is it, just do it slowly um, as you evolve and, and grow through the process so you don't confuse the people around you and it's a, a shock or a change. It's more of a smoother transition if you can help it. Sometimes, it's not always under your control, right? There's other situations that make you change fast. Uh, but if it's within your control and you're intentional, you can absolutely baby step your way into anything. That was beautifully said. Thank I you. I love that. Yep, absolutely. Well, do us a favor. And because we've talked a lot about family and business and change and things like that, tell us a little bit about the life school and what you offer so that our families know how to get a hold of you and contact you if there's something that they that you can help them with. And then, yeah, well, of course, we'll have a lot of information in the show notes as well. So tell us a little bit. 
Yeah, thank you so much for allowing me space to kind of talk about the life school, which came to me in one of my meditations and visions, because I found entrepreneurship as I went through this journey. And I experienced a lot of uh, different challenges. And of course, a lot of many wins. And the fact that I I'm able to now work on purpose, but also equip people or families or entrepreneurs, where it's, it's the mom or dad, or it's the couple, like I have a dynamic in my family. Sounds like you guys have the same where, you know, your life partner is also part of the business. So that's another, you know, conversation around um, how to now be able to take what you know, take that purpose that you have found and now put that into the service of humanity and to service of, of more people. So I have found that once people discover their purpose, then they need to understand how to actually align that with profits. So that's why the life school, I teach my foundational methodology of branding, marketing, sales systems, and team, because just like any good result, business has a very predictable process to grow. Whether you're trying to create the, uh, put in the establishment of the consistent cash flow at the beginning, or whether you're trying to grow the, the business, it has a very predictable uh, framework. So I take people through that framework and then I personalize everything based on their growth uh, stage and phase of journey as they grow their brand and they align their profits. Um, that's kind of the results that I help them I help them achieve so they can then maybe reinvest back in the business, help more clients, you know, uh, put their money towards philanthropy, whatever other causes are important to them. But What's the most important piece that I also feel uh, very aligned with is the fulfillment part. The fact that we are growing, learning, contributing beyond ourselves, and we're in service to others and bridging the gap between, okay, now that I feel and I intuitively, I have the calling, I understand what I'm supposed to do. Now, how do you actually put this into a entity that does more good in the world and eventually will operate independently from you so that later on you can make different decisions you can build an asset rather than something that is only um self-led so to speak you remove yourself from your business eventually uh if that's where you're you know uh the the cho you're choosing is so that's what i offer the life school through our business accelerator programs masterminds or private consulting Excellent. Thank you. That is awesome. Good to know because, you know, there's people out there who are looking or ready to do that kind of stuff. Excellent. Was there anything else that we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about today? No, I mean, I love it. I have um, very rarely actually had the space to be able to bridge the gap between parenting and entrepreneurship. So I love how this conversation went. Um, and uh, yeah, I love the space that you have created. I think fa family is such an important aspect for all our lives. It's really where we are feel the happiest. We can feel safe. We can feel encouraged uh, when everything else is going wrong. You know, we have our hub to go to. And at the end of the day, those are the relationships that are the most important and that give us the most fulfillment and happiness. So at the end of the day, I think uh, what you guys have created is really an important space for families as they navigate a lot of the parenting, the family challenges, but also trying to grow professionally for the parents. Because I think that's another piece that is really important as well. And happy parents, they used to say happy wife, happy life, happy parents, happy family. We're all interconnected. So, yeah. Right. And so many, so many people do get into entrepreneurship because something isn't right and they're, it's not right for their family. And so they get into this thinking, oh, I'm going to 
do all of this for my family. And they get so busy. They get so wrapped up into, into the business, into the personal development that they do end up kind of separating from the family in the process of trying to make that better. So, yeah. So helping, helping bridge that gap to bring the family with you. So instead of waiting for the family to make the family their core and to keep track of it as you're doing everything else as well. So, so that, that's a beautiful thing that, that you put into your systems as well. So that's, that's really awesome. So thank you very much for being here today. It's a beautiful message. It's awesome to find someone who, who works like we do and is actually out there instead of just talking about the problems, working on them and helping other people get through them. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm glad to, to see that we have so much alignment. But yeah, just like anything, I say personal time first, uh, time with your loved ones. If it needs to go on your business calendar as an entrepreneur, that's what you do because sometimes it'll make us pay attention. And the more we prioritize it and keep that purposeful, um, those purposeful things in mind, the more that we will not let the business take over, so to speak, as as we're doing work we love. Because I think the other challenge with doing what you love is that you it will take away a lot of your focus and energy. But being mindful, intentional with that, I think it's it's so important. When I align my goals, is always my personal time, the my loved ones, and then everybody else. It's like always think of that circle and just work work you know from the inside out rather than from the outside in because when you do that you will have so much more to give and you'll be so much more spiritually fulfilled because your relationships are healthy when your relationships are healthy everything else will trickle down into your clients if you have a conflict with your personal relationships you'll have a lot of those blocks with your business as well so do yourself a, a favor and uh you know fo focus on that time for yourself i think it's really an important piece um, to be able to look at things from that perspective. But thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed my time. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And on that beautiful note, beautiful way to wrap this up. We're going to say goodbye for today, but please make sure you're listening. Drop us some likes and reviews. Check out Alona's website and things in the show notes and reach out to us if you need help with your family development. If you need help with business, reach out to Alona. And thank you, everybody. Bye for now. <laughs>